if I'm being completely honest with you and with Please. the whole gaggle, <laughs> I I spent Fourth of July eating my body weight in dumplings. Oh, nice! Which was oh, amazing. That's it was amazing. Phenomenal. Our was it reaction a was it a daytime affair? It was, was a daytime it an, affair. A nighttime. Okay. No, it was a daytime affair. It was we some went afternoon we, delight. It was. So we our little family decided that the way we were going to handle our uh, re- revolting feelings about our country, I guess right. is the best way to say it. Yeah, that's a um, great. That's an excellent way. And, you know, whichever way you slice that word, that yeah. seems pretty apt for this strange holiday. Yeah, it <laughs> In was an, strange times. It was an odd time to try to celebrate freedom when so many are not free. Losing um, theirs. Yes, yeah. very quickly. Uh yeah, so um and it seems to be spiraling. So we spent we decided to spend our 4th of July spending money in some in- immigrant neighborhoods. Mazel. I think that's beautiful. I ate my body weight in dumplings uh, and specifically the spicy shrimp wontons which are like they're basically heaven in a little wrapper. And I just, they're from a place called Mama Lou's. Anybody who's in the Los Angeles area should go to Mama Lou's and have these spicy shrimp wontons. They are unbelievably delicious. Are they dusted with cilantro? There is some cilantro. You could probably get ah! them to keep it. There's no cilantro inside the dumplings, though. So you could probably get them to leave the cilantro out. They do a dusting. Oh, it's like a few leaves. But... Anyway, I ate my body weight, and then we went home, and I took a fucking nap. Yeah, I uh, And then the fireworks started, like, before it was even dark, which I found infuriating. Like, what? we're up on a little hill, and we can see fireworks around, like, like probably 20 fireworks shows around I the neighborhood. For, yeah, for those who don't live on the east side of L.A., let me right. explain that it's basically chef's choice, and that... Every fifth house does their own fireworks display. Right. And so it's like a it's, it's solidly a professional, yeah. but they're like solidly professional fireworks. Like oh, they're the sa- quite good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like not same... a dude who's like sticking a firecracker up his ass and then seeing what happens. No. I mean, it's, you know, it... it's all the different ones. It's your weeping willows. It's Diana Ross's hair. Yeah, it's the I don't know. It's shimmer me timbers. <laughs> I've got names for them all. And every one of them is represented in Highland Park. Yeah, so. and they're like as impressive as like our the, the fireworks that our city does. Right. So they're, it's pretty great. And I like I don't mind it at all, but they started at like 730 which, like, it wasn't even dark yet, which means the dogs started losing their shits, all their shits, at, like, 7.30. Oh, oh, they Jesus. were so and nervous and all over us. And it continued until 2 a.m., which I feel like is just a little much. Like, like just wrap it up by, like, 11. You know, so the dogs were, like, in and out of the bed and freaking out. And then by the time the fireworks stopped and the dogs calmed down, my body was like, hey, let's think about everything. <laughs> If Remember you're happy and you know it, overthink. <laughs> if you're happy Remember and you know it, overthink. Grade when I said yeah. that completely embarrassing thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm choose to Let's think, think about, about all right of that stuff. Let's think about everything that you need to do at work tomorrow. Hey, let's check the clock and and calculate exactly how many hours and minutes oh, we have to sleep before to my alarm if goes off. If I went up. to sleep right now, I could get exactly two hours and thirty three minutes of sleep. Go. Yeah. Yeah, shit, I wonder if a minute has passed and I need to redo my calculation. Like, <laughs> I, 
So I legit did, just tossed and turned all night. I did not sleep like even a bit. Oh, no. I mean, I had that two-hour nap, so at least there was that. I was basically a zombie oh, at you're work. Goldilocks, you need to get into the bed that's just right. Well, listen. And then mm-hmm. I woke up this morning and got into my car to go to work after I finally <sighs> dragged my ass through a shower. Oh, this is a crazy ass story. Uh huh. And someone had stolen the car battery out of my car. Was that a thing? I don't know. I didn't know it was a thing. Opened up the hood and I look. And I'm like, listen, I'm no expert, but I'm pretty sure there shouldn't be a big fucking gaping hole right there where like something with like wires where like something clearly was connected. And I'm like, I think somebody stole my car battery. But of course, I've been, you know, over 40 years of living in the patriarchy, I've been conditioned not to trust my instincts on anything. Right. So I go upstairs and wake up my poor husband at 6 a.m. And I'm like, hey, I need you to come downstairs and confirm for me. That someone has stolen the battery out of my car because, like, there's a big gaping hole where I think a battery goes, but, like, maybe something else goes there and they stole something. Like, something was stolen out of my car. But I just want to make sure it's the battery before I call AAA. And he goes downstairs and he's like, yeah, someone stole the battery out of your car. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm calling AAA. And, yeah. So that was my morning, and that's why I'm going to be super punchy as we talk about sandwiches. Well, that's, that's fine. That I'm tired and cranky, and I spent $140 <laughs> that I didn't want to spend this morning. Well, happy fucking 4th of July to you. Happy fucking 4th of July to you, too. And you know what? <laughs> Fuck off Donald Trump. Oh, and remind me, I need to tell you something. I'm planning kind of a little protest, and I want you to do it with me. Ooh, I'm happy to do that. I would love it. I am nothing if not your comrade in arms. Do you want to All know right, about it right so... now, or do you want to get started? No, let's get started. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll leave the listeners wanting more. So, I actually feel like this is a great time to talk about this episode, because what is a summer food, if not a sandwich? That's for picnicking, true. right? For outdoor activities. For picnicking, activities, for beaching. For hiking. All right. of these things are summer activities, and all of which are complemented by the sandwich. So I love sandwiches. Yeah. As Joey Tribbiani would say, sandwiches are my favorite food. (laughs) (laughs) I get you, Joey Tribbiani. Although nothing, nothing else in that show holds up today. No, but sandwiches. Not a thing. Sandwiches. Totally. Yeah. We've all heard the story, right? Of where the, of where the sandwich comes from. Earl, the Earl of Sandwich. Correct. England, 17 sex... Ooh, 17 sex... Wow. <laughs> what a time! What a bodice ripper! What a time! All right, I'm going to try and get through this. It literally is like sitting in... Do you not have air conditioning teeth. in your... I don't have air conditioning in this closet, Nama, and I feel like I am sitting on the core of the earth teabagging Satan right now, so... <laughs> what if you just moment. open the door to the I can't closet. open the door. When I opened the door the last time, the sound was terrible. Okay. So I'm not going to do that. I'm going to suffer for my art, but we're all going to be on this trip together, and we're all going to make it as expedient as possible. All right. No problem. England, 1762. John Montague, the fourth Earl of Sandwich, was a man who had a substantial gambling problem. Oh. So much so that it led him to spend hours on end at the card table. During a particularly long binge, he asked the house cook to bring him something he could eat without getting up from his seat. And there, the sandwich was born. 
Yeah. Montague enjoyed his meat and bread so much that he ate it constantly, and as the concoction grew popular in London society circles, it also took the Earl's name. So this one, the myth about how the sandwich was born is actually true. Well, here's the thing. No, okay. Montague, or, you know, his not even Montague, his fucking nameless cook, was certainly not the first one to put meat between two slices of bread. See, Montague traveled extensively through Turkey and Greece, where they were doing metze platters for years, like dips and cheeses and meats on and in and around bread. Farm laborers in rural France had been eating meat between sliced bread long before it had a name. And in fact, Jewess, I will tell you this. The earliest recognizable form of a sandwich, the Hillel sandwich. Ah, for Passover. It is eaten during Passover. Hillel, That's legit the elder, my favorite part of the leader. Seder. It is mine as well. Because who doesn't love a good sandwich? It's delicious. A Jewish leader and rabbi who lived in Jerusalem during the time of King Herod, um, which is around 110 BCE, he first suggested eating bitter herbs inside unleavened matzah. The herbs symbolized the bitterness of slavery, and the matzah resembled the bread made in haste by the ancient Israelites as they fled Egypt. Right, Hillel's simple recommendation of, of sandwiching the two foods together, however, may indicate that this was already a popular way of serving food in the Middle East. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. But anyway, like a fucking typical white man, he just John took Montague, fucking the credit. fourth Earl of Sandwich, discovered something that had existed for years and put his name on it, and voila, instant and eternal notoriety. Dick. Dick extraordinaire. Now, literary references to sandwiches begin to appear in English during the 1760s, but also under the assumption that they were a food consumed primarily by the masculine sex during late night drinking parties, as the Earl of Sandwich intended, right? Well, that is going to change. Later, sandwiches became known as like a, a supper food for late night balls. In 1773, the word sandwich was used in a recipe for the very first time in Charlotte Mason's cookbook titled... You ready for the title of this cookbook? I am ready. All right. This is, by the way, the condensed version of the title, but it is... The lady's assistant for regulating and supplying her table, colon, being a complete system of cookery containing 150 select bills of fare. Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) It's fucking wordy. During the 19th century, as midday dinner moved later and later into the day, the need uh, for hot supper declined and was replaced with light dishes made of cold leftovers. Perfect for sandwiches. Perfect. As time moved on, sandwiches became a fixture of intimate evening suppers, teas, and picnic, and popular fare for taverns and inns. During the early years of the railroad... Sandwiches proved an ideal form of fast food for travelers. Oh, that makes especially sense. Especially since they could be sold at train stations when everyone got off to buy snacks. That totally makes sense. Right. I'm sure they sold them for fucking $15 like they do at Amtrak right now. <laughs> and though they were still very popular in the UK, it took them a while to catch on in the US. Huh. And now we're like sandwich kings. And now we're the sandwich kings. It's because American cooks tended at that time to avoid culinary trends from their former ruling state. And even the name sandwich itself comes from the fucking British peerage system, which is Uh, something that most Americans wanted to forget. Right. But not now, I guess. No. You'll be back, Americans. Listen. (laughs) Now we miss our motherland, don't we? And we have an American princess. 
I like her. Yeah, oh, we do. Oh, Meghan Markle. We have Meghan Markle. And I got to tell you, if anybody's going to get the queen to have Taco Tuesdays, it's that girl. Oh, my God. With let's all just the assume. That, let's just assume she has. We're going back there, aren't we? Okay. Yeah. If anyone okay. has intel, please, please let us know. We just want to know. Right. All right. Okay. Uh, so anyway, once memory faded and the sandwich appeared, the most popular version in the United States was not a ham sandwich. It was not a turkey sandwich. Do you know what it was? What? It was the grossest of meats. The most popular sandwich in the United States. Liverwurst. Oh, no. What? Tongue. Ugh, no. No. There's a ton of tongue recipes in this cookbook. Well, there you go. Uh, As is proper. Gross. <laughs> they I the don't want my food to taste me back. Or to lick me. I just, you taste the taste buds and that's what freaks me the fuck out. I, I am with you. That's, I mean, that's my history of sandwiches in general. But what I got really excited about. Yeah was finding the history of specific famous sandwiches. There are famous sandwiches? Yeah, of course there are favorite sandwiches. I mean, I guess with like my favorite. The Reuben? My favorite. The Reuben. Ah, oh, God bless the Reuben. In the 1920s, during what was called a midnight lunch, a man named Reuben Kulikovsky, who was playing poker at the Blackstone Hotel in Omaha, Nebraska, ordered a sandwich with corned beef and sauerkraut. Ugh, Bernard smartest Schimmel, man on earth. Bernard Schimmel, he was the hotel owner's son and worked at his father's hotel. Well, that's he a made Jewish the name sandwich by first draining the sauerkraut and mixing it with Thousand Island dressing before layering it with corned beef and Swiss cheese on dark rye bread. Well, he was he a then, genius. He then grilled the sandwich. He made a fucking panini. Oh my God. Oh my so God. Good. And served it with a sliced kosher dill and potato chips. Oh, I want a Reuben right now. Hold on. The Philly cheesesteak. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. One day in the 1930s, a hot dog vendor in Philadelphia named Pat Oliveri grilled up some steak and served it on an Italian roll. A passing cab driver caught a whiff of the steak sandwich and asked for one. He spread the word about the sandwich to fellow cab drivers who came in big numbers to Oliveri to try one. Realizing the steak sandwich was a hit, Oliveri opened a restaurant called Pat's King of Steaks. It wasn't oh, I've been there. Day. You have? Yes. Well, it wasn't until the 1940s that the cheese was added to sandwich by uh, Oliveri's manager, Joe Lorenza, creating the Philly cheesesteak. Philly cheesesteaks are... I don't really care for a Philly cheesesteak. I'm going to put it out there. Unpopular opinion for the day. I love a Philly cheesesteak. So I can do we can without. agree to disagree. That's fine. Um, Grilled cheese. The Ugh. grilled cheese sandwich was first widely King eaten King of sandwiches. Cheese... Mm-hmm. During the Great Depression. Yeah. When money was low and cheese and bread were one of the least expensive food items. During World War II, grilled cheese was a common snack served in the military because they used American cheese filling sandwiches. Ugh. Yeah. It was like the lips and assholes of cheese is what I think happened. Yeah. In the late 1800s, okay. fried oyster sandwiches on French loaves were known mm. in New Orleans and San Francisco as oyster loaves. Mm. I love these. A term still used in the 21st century. Now, there are countless stories as to the origin of the term po' boy, but a popular local theory 
claims that po'boy, as specifically referring to a type of sandwich, was was coined in a New Orleans restaurant owned by Benny and Clovis Martin. They were Uh former streetcar conductors. In 1929, during a four-month strike against the streetcar company, the Martin brothers served their former colleagues free sandwiches. The Martin's restaurant workers jokingly referred to their strikers as poor boys, and soon the sandwiches themselves took on the name. In in Louisiana dialect, this is naturally shortened to po'boy. So someone would come up to the the restaurant and they would say, we got another po' boy here. And then it came to mean, I know, isn't that fascinating? That is fascinating. Look at these fascinating sandwiches. That is fascinating. I love it. PB&J. How did the peanut butter and jelly sandwich come to be? Peanut butter, as we know it, was invented in the second half of the 19th century. At first, it was considered a delicacy and reserved for New York's finest tea rooms. It started to really, yeah. And wow. where did it start to gain popularity, Nama? Uh, where? Where's our favorite place? Los Angeles. No, the Chicago World Fair. Ugh, again? Well, in the Philadelphia World's Fair, too, right? We do love the Philadelphia World's Fair. But this, the Chicago World's Fair, that's where H.H. Holmes struck. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's the site of the murder. It's Murder Town, USA. Anyway, <laughs> but also it's where <laughs> it's where peanut butter got its start. Uh, with the spread of industrialization, peanut butter became more readily available. Jesus Christ. With the spread of industrialization, peanut butter became more readily available. And on top of that, in the 1920s, Gustav Poppendick. That's a name. That is a name. But this is a man who revolutionized the world. He invented a process for slicing and wrapping bread. This motherfucker is the reason for this is the best idea since sliced white bread. Oh, my goodness. Gustav Poppendick. Gustav Poppendick. Thank you, sir. Now children could make their own sandwiches without using a knife as a consequence of low cost, high nutrition and ease of assembling, peanut butter sandwiches became one of the top children's meals during the Depression. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> while they were while they were working in the sweatshops. Well, you know, you can't have everything. Well, they had their five-minute break where they could make their own fucking <laughs> peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> and finally, the club sandwich. Oh, I love the club sandwich. I also love a club. The club sandwich may have originated at the house of Fraser Scruton in Staplehurst Union Club of New York City. The earliest known reference to the sandwich, an article that appeared in the Evening World on November 18, 1889, is also an early recipe. Hmm. Have you tried a Union Club sandwich yet? Two pieces of graham bread. Hello, Kellogg's. We're going to talk about you in a following season. With a layer of turkey or chicken and ham between them served warm. Several other references also credit the chef of the Union Club. Several other references also credit the chef of the Union Club with creating the sandwich. Hmm. So there you go. Did you look up fluffernutters? I didn't. One of my favorite sandwiches. But that also seems to go with the peanut butter and a sweet thing that a child would be able to make. Yes, but I want to know when marshmallow fluff came into, like, popular usage. Because marshmallow fluff is fantastic stuff. I love it. I've never had a fluffernutter. What? No, I've never had one. I think that the closest thing was when we had that hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> what was the thing that I had? Peanut butter and bacon and I don't remember. Something horrible that you wanted, you actually liked, and then you got sick later. 
Oh my god, I got violently ill, nauseated. It was yeah. terrible. Yeah. Um, no one should eat that Fluffernutter is a registered trademark of Durkee Mower, although the company's... Oh, it's interesting. I'm just reading about it. They started in Massachusetts. Yeah, that which is where I first had it. And I'd never heard of it before until we moved to Massachusetts when I was a kid. I fucking love a Fluffernutter sandwich. I introduced Fluffer, Lena to Fluffernutters, and now it's like... That well, of course! She can, I'm sure she fucking loves it. She loves it. Listen, it's peanut butter and fucking marshmallow. What's not to love? Marshmallow cream, Delicious. one of the two main ingredients of a fluffer nutter, was invented in the early 20th century. Archibald Query invented a creation he called marshmallow cream in Somerville, Mass. Armory and Emma Curtis invented something called snowflake marshmallow cream. Oh, in snowflake Melrose. marshmallow cream. Now I think During this World is... During World War I, Emma Curtis published a recipe for the Liberty Sandwich. What? Which consisted of peanut butter and snowflake marshmallow cream on oat or barley bread. So, wow. Yeah, the Fluffernutter has... Storied past. I would say storied, yeah, but like a nice foundation. 1917, my God. Wow. The recipe was published in a promotional booklet sent to Curtis's customers in 1918 and maybe the origin of the Fluffernutter sandwich. I love a Fluffernutter. I so really love a Fluffernutter. St- it's, Yeah. It's the state sandwich of Massachusetts. Yes. I didn't even know that we had state sandwiches. Uh, I wonder what California's state sandwich is. I bet that Florida's state sandwich is the Cubano. Oh, that makes sense. And probably Maryland would be the crab cake sandwich. Probably. I feel like... Here's what I'm going to say. Louisiana I like would be a po' California's boy. sandwich might be the taco. No. You're taking a, you know, if you're taking sort of a, no, I think probably, I bet it's something like either something from up north, like a sourdoughy something. Oh. Or it's the French dip sandwich, which was invented somewhere in Los Angeles. Oh, that is true. Let's let's look. State sandwich of California. Does everybody have a state sandwich? Quite. Pre- you know what? Now we. Sh- I feel You're... like we should all have fluffernutters on the next Fourth of July because they're a revolutionary sandwich. It is a revolutionary sandwich. <laughs> uh, I did a little bit of intel for you. Okay. The state sandwich. I don't know if it's the state sandwich, but Zagat's like these are the fifty most iconic sandwiches. All right, that counts. Fifty sandwiches, fifty states. Let's go. Well, Nama, I'm pleased to tell you that you are correct. The sandwich of California is the French dip. Ha! I'm you so know smart. it! I did know you it. called that shit. You know, there's All a right. whole war over who invented the French dip between Well, this Coles one says Coles. And Coles. That one, says, one Coles, says Coles, but Philippe's lays claim as well. And We're if I... Ha- simultaneously. You know, it hardly matters. We wound up with meat in au jus on bread and life is perfect god, god that's a I fucking good sandwich i love the dipper oh I it's love so dip. good okay so today's cookbook are we ready for the cookbook i am bring it on ma'am okay so today's cookbook was printed in 1954 and it's called 500 tasty sandwiches and it's Ooh. by we're not going to go through 500 recipes and it's by the <laughs> thank you because it's very hot in this closet it's by the Culinary Arts Institute that says one of America's foremost organizations devoted to the science of, and this is capitalized, better cookery. Wow. Yeah. I, they've got some sandwichologists there. Yeah. And all the, around the clock. All the, editors, <laughs> all the editors are women, which I kind of appreciate. But nice. first of all, the cover 
has the title 500 500 tasty sandwich recipes that's the title okay and then it has a tagline written at the top that says 500 ways to make tasty sandwiches and i feel like they didn't need that further explanation <laughs> at the top you know women you're not doing yourselves any favors there i know so i feel in, like that's a little yeah so in the introduction they talk of course about lord sandwich right and then they they talk about how he couldn't possibly have known how much the world would be changed because of this thing that he did that the Jews totally did first fuck off. Right. And then they say, quote, neither is it likely that he, Lord Sandwich, would recognize some of the ways in which women have used his idea to fulfill their own purposes. Oh my which sounds God. so nefarious and awful, doesn't it? Are they masturbating with a sandwich? What's happening there? To her, this book become this book comes as a most welcome addition to her culinary library and an opportunity to add to her reputation for attractive entertaining. I really like though. I like that spin on it how they make it sound sort of underground and yeah. a little bit dodgy and a little bit, you know, exciting and yeah. that's kind of cool to me. But here's the thing about it the sandwich. It makes me want to read the book. The so the the book reminds me so much of the Jello stuff, the Jello okay. history. In that, like a sandwich is supposed to be something that's really very easy and simple. Absolutely, that's the right? whole purpose of it. And this book dramatically overcomplicates all of it. Like I really feel, see the whole thing about us. It's Wham, bam, thank you, Sam. You right. know? But it's not. This is, you have to add all of the work back in so that your husband and his friends and any of your guests know Lest that you yeah. are a loving and devoted homemaker who spends 17,000 hours on a fucking cream cheese and pickle sandwich. So there's kind of like two categories of things that I want to talk about in this sandwich, in the sandwich book. Um, one is like some of the fillings that they suggest. And like the other Let's Dish cookbooks, it's like an 80-20 split of like totally normal recipes and then like okay. fucking who fucking thought of this? This is a nightmare. <laughs> this is <laughs> bananas. You know, but it's like it's def it's I'd even go like 85-15. Oh right? So oh that so Jesus. first there's the filling recipes. And then okay. second all right. is what the filling recipes meaning the salads? What do you yeah, mean? Or just, just like all the sorts of the, the insides of workers. sandwiches. Got it. Um or in an open sandwich, the top, right? So can I tell can I say something about an open face sandwich? Can I sit, finish the second category of what I want to talk about first? I just want to say briefly okay. that I like us I like an open face sandwich almost more because I feel like you get twice the insides. I agree with you. Okay, sorry. Moving on. No, that's okay. So the second category of things I want to talk about are like there's huge sections in this book about like super overcomplicated sandwich construction. 
So things like we'll get to it, but things like yeah, mosaic, things like mosaic sandwiches and ribbon sandwiches and checkerboard oh sandwiches God. and frosted sandwich loaves. Sandwich, yeah. Yes. I know. Okay. Uh. So it gets pyramid sandwiches and it gets crazy. So I want to talk about those. You know what? May- is it? What is? Where does the difficulty come in? Like, where is the complexity? Is it in cutting the sandwich in a certain shape? Well, so like, let's, what is it? So let's do sandwich construction first, even though it's like in the middle of the cookbook. So All right. So, you know, there's there's an open sandwich and there's a closed sandwich. That's the obvious. Right. Right? But then they they Wait, ha- I, wait, I how are there other options? So many. What is oh, even happening in my life right now? So okay. Most of these you and I wouldn't be able to construct unless we baked our own loaf of bread because okay. the bread that you need for this is like a, like a rectangular loaf of bread that has not been sliced. And that's just not Is something this... we can, like, pick up in a store anymore. Yeah, I mean, we could go to a baker. I don't know that that's true. I think that, like, like we're talking about, like, a loaf of white bread or a loaf oh, of, right. no. you know, like, like soft yeah. white bread, like milk bread or a loaf of whole wheat bread. Texas but just, toast, if you will. Yeah, but just not sliced. And like, God, then I don't are, even know that that exists. No, I don't think it exists anymore because sliced bread is infinitely better than unsliced bread. Unless you want to make something like pinwheel sandwiches or gangplank sandwiches or ribbon sandwiches. Gangplank sandwiches? What yeah. are these things? Just okay, explain, so we're going to get to them. Explain a couple of them. So, so a pinwheel sandwich is you take an unsliced loaf of white or whole wheat bread. Okay. And you cut the bottom side... And end crusts off. Okay, so it's a crust. So now you're dealing with like a crustless cube. Right. Okay. Well, a crustless like rectangle. Rectang- What's a rectangle cube? Oh, God, I don't know. Well, here are two, here are two <laughs> geometry dummies talking about food. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you got a rectangle cube. Okay, so then you slice like a, one of the long ends off. Right. So like think of like the bottom. So you've got like a big Ah, flat uh rectangle. Yep. Yep. And you do that as thinly as possible and you butter it. You spread it with butter and any sort of desired filling. And then you roll that up. You wrap it up in a damp cloth and you chill it. And once it's like firmly chilled, you slice this roll into little pinwheels. Now we could do that just with could with we not? One, well, we, I used to do it for Lena with, like, one slice of bread, right? Right. And roll it up and, like, make little, like, we called them snail sandwiches. Oh, that's very cute. It was very cute when she was little. But, like, this is, like, you know, wide and, like, you get a lot of slices off of it. And then there's a variegated pinwheel where you what? do. Yeah. Where you do white and wheat and you, like. You roll the white one, and then you, like, you keep roll. You spread the same fillings on the white and the wheat. Uh-huh. And then you, like, keep rolling with wheat, and then you keep rolling with white again. So you've got this, like, super wide sandwich. And then oh you slice God. it. So is it three slices? It's, like, back to back? It's, like, a white, then wheat, then white? Like Right. Put- so it's like like within the swirl, you'd get like a little bit of white, and then it would switch to wheat, and then it would switch to white again. That sounds like an incredible amount of work. All right. 
Right, and like, okay, what you're fucking putting in here is shit like deviled ham and cream cheese. That's exactly like, right. You've like, got egg why? salad. Yeah. T- at the end of the day, it's egg salad, guys. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's fucking bananas. Okay, so then mosaic sandwiches are like you're doing the same thing. You're cutting the crust off the bread, and then you're cutting thin slices of white or whole wheat or both, and you're cutting each slice. You're cutting them into fancy shapes. Either like, like circles or triangles or whatever with so cookie you cutters. you pinwheeled them and then no, no, you're no. turning. Oh. No, this is new. Now this is these are most those were pinwheel sandwiches, and okay. now these are mosaic sandwiches. So you're gonna you're essentially gonna make like a little stained glass window. Uh-huh. You're gonna cut with a cookie cutter two slices of bread, and then you're gonna cut like a little window in the top slice, and you're so gonna you put a see, so you so can you see can see what lurks beneath. Yeah. Which like, <laughs> why are we oh, it's doing like those this? Delicious cookies with the jelly, and then you can see the jelly inside. Yeah. So like, except for guess what? It's salad. And <laughs> yeah. And then, if desired, the tiny shapes cut from the center of dark slices can be inserted into openings of similar shape cuts in white slices, and the white shapes can be inserted into the dark slices rather than having the filling of the sandwich showing through the opening. Ebony and and ivory. And then they and then they go and together in Jess, what? I'm really excited about this idea. I know, but. You wanted to get out of the closet earlier, and now you're singing. I know, but I can't listen <laughs> when spirit moves me. Okay, look I got to walk toward the light, lady. You what got can it. I say? All right, listen. When it calls, I must go. I must follow. So they, they, like, then they go into, like, a shit ton of detail about, like, stuff that women probably could have worked out for themselves. Like, <laughs> they talk about... For instance, if a star has been cut from the center of a top slice of whole wheat bread, it may be inserted in the star-shaped opening cut in a slice of white bread. Right. And I, yeah. I mean, I got that. And the sandwich, <laughs> the sandwich itself may also be star-shaped. And then they refer you back to the illustration on page fourteen. Oh, so like, it's a star within a star. Well, if you want, but they need to spell it all out for you because you're obviously a moron of a woman. There's an entire page on open-faced sandwich suggestions. And I'm like, it's bread with a filling or spread. Like, there's not even well, another piece of bread. What are the suggestions? Why don't you bring a, give us okay, a little taste? Okay, so spread with softened butter covered with desired filling and decorate with edible garnish. Cream oh. cheese with border and center of chopped or sliced candied or maraschino cherries. That sounds horrible. Oh. Yeah. Slice of tomato on bread, cut the same size, top with a slice of hard-cooked egg, and sprinkle with minced pickles or parsley. That sounds delicious. That does sound delicious. Uh, let's see. Cut bread into diamond shape, spread Ooh. half with cream cheese and half with tart jelly, cover jelly with slices of ripe banana. Now you lost me. I don't know. I'm okay with it still. No, banana and jelly. Gross. Spread white bread with orange marmalade and garnish with halves of oh, seedless grapes. No. That's your favorite. There you go. Slice. <laughs> this chapter's just for you. Slice an apple Hold on. crosswise. Where's the zucchini? Ugh, God, it's probably in here. Slice an apple crosswise, cut out core, place on round of buttered bread, and fill center of apple with a grape, a cherry, or a spoonful of jelly or peanut butter. Oh, like, it's very just like. Nice. But it's just like, we don't. 
Like, why are you putting it's all this fucking work into intricate cooking? Right. Okay. For so sandwiches. then, so then there's something called tile sandwiches. It's you cut all the crust from white and whole wheat bread, and okay. then you cut a one inch slice length one inch slice lengthwise from the bottom of the white loaf. So like the long way, you're taking like yep. a one inch thick slice you. off the bottom. I got you. From and the then bottom. you cut this slice lengthwise into two strips, one by one okay. inch. And then you okay. cut the same thing from whole wheat. That was from... You've got a white and you've got, you've got a, a white wheat. and a whole wheat. Got it. Then you butter the si- one side of each strip and press okay. each white strip together with a whole wheat strip. And spread the top of these combined strips with butter and place buttered side together so that the white sections are opposite whole wheat section so basically you've got like a four a foursome right a foursome right, right. I got you. and then you ch- you wrap that up and chill it until the butter or filling is firm about two hours and then you slice and serve so this is like it's just fucking bread and butter it's bread and butter it's all fucking in and like they have all sorts it's of re- two hour bread and butter sandwich yeah and like they have all sorts of recipes for like compound butters and flavored butters and shit, but it's still at the end of the day like fucking bread and Ultimately, butter. Ultimately, it's it's bread yeah. and butter. So then, so then you do the same thing for ribbon sandwiches, where you take two of these kinds of like tile sandwiches and put something in between them. Oh, like you put like not butter, like an extra. Right. So you so salad. this one. You like you basically make the big long pieces from okay. white and wheat, right? <laughs> and then, and then you like spread each each big slice with some kind of butter or cream cheese filling, yeah. and then you put you know you just you alternate white wheat white wheat, and then you chill that whole thing and slice it, and those are ribbon sandwiches. Which is the same fucking thing. I hope all the women making this are, like, on so much fucking Xanax that that's why they need the recipe. Because I would need to dull that. And you slice them real thin so that they look like ribbons, which is stupid. And then if you do the same thing, but you cut, like, one-inch slices and then invert a few of them, so, like... One, you have a stack of like white wheat, white wheat, and then the next one you have a stack of wheat, white, wheat, white, and oh so my on. God. And you put filling in between all of these, like more butter and shit in between all of these. I and then you put them back in the fridge. I know I'm gonna have to I'm gonna like... have to post the diagrams, but you put those back in yeah, the fridge, then they to... become checkerboards. Then when you slice them, they're checkerboards. Holy fuck. Yeah, and then we get to the fucking... I feel like I needed to have taken a Calculus 3 course for this yeah. to understand no, what's going you need, on No, like, here. there are diagrams. It's fucking ridiculous. So then... Yeah, you need a fucking diagram to get it all. Yeah, then they have the same kind of thing, but in, like, like a what's called a party loaf. And party loaves were quite popular. I don't know. I don't even understand the terminology of a party loaf. So party loaf Because is... to me, a loaf... There's nothing festive about it, really. I don't get it either. But here's what happens with a party loaf is essentially all of these recipes are basically the same. You're taking a loaf of bread. You're cutting the crusts off, all of the crusts off. You're slicing them the long way. 
uh-huh. across the bottom. Okay. You're ma- putting filling in between the slices. Is this are we? Is this like the proto six foot sub? Kind of, but it's fancier. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know what it is? Do you remember it's that a like six foot sub? Do you remember to, bring to your coming out party? What it is is sandwich call. lasagna. Like, do you remember? Oh, do you remember? Oh. V- do you remember that ice cream thing, Vianetta, when we were growing up? No. That was like ice cream and chocolate, like all layered, and you. It was <gasps> yes. like it was like a tureen yes, of do. chocolate, and you would I cut never, slices I was never of it. To eat them, no, we yes, never I got it either. Commercials, yes, mm-hmm. um, and it was supposed to be so fancy. It's like that, but for you a sandwich. <laughs> um, so, so this is a so you make that kind of like stacked layered lasagna-ish salad okay. sandwich. So like. With, like, corned beef filling or tuna filling or whatever the fuck you want. So, like, some of the recipes call for different fillings in different layers. I was layers. just going to ask, is it multiple fillings It or depends just on the fucking recipe. Some of them okay. are different fillings in each one, and some of them are just one filling. And okay. then you take, like, cream cheese that's been softened with, like, a little bit of mayonnaise usually, and you frost the whole thing on the outside. Which is just... And then, like, at the table, you, like, slice these things and serve them. I'm going to go ahead right now and say that's what I'm going to make. I'm making a No, you loaf. can't you can't because you can't find an un uh, like an unsliced loaf of bread. I'm just going to get a French country loaf. You can't it has, I, can't no, that happen? I doubt it. You can try, but th- that's bananas. I mean, at least <laughs> The whole, I'm not. I'm it's not, not bananas. Okay. It's party loaf. Yeah. So then there's a version of a party loaf called a treasure sandwich chest. <gasps> oh my god! What's inside, Nama? Okay. So basically, this one instead of cutting the crusts off, you're essentially making like you're cutting the top off of the loaf of bread, and then you're you're like making a trench in the middle of the loaf and oh pulling god. out the inside in a perfect rectangle. How is that even possible? I don't know. And then, but they insist it is. And then you're making like a party loaf, like, but like, like you're cutting the slice. You're basically making a bunch of sandwiches. Wait a second. Is this like, is this like when you cut out, when you core a melon, a watermelon, and then you put the watermelon back in? That's exactly what's happening here. So you're making a bunch of sandwiches, like, in the same shit, like so. Oh no! You're taking you're the, making little sandwiches making and putting little it sandwiches and then putting it back in and then putting the top back on the bread. That so is you, fucking infuriating. Because it's, do you make it out of? Wait a second. Do you make it out of the bread that you just took out? Yes. So you're how? Because you're, you're pulling it out in one whole thing somehow. How is that even? I no. don't know. I don't know that goes beyond the laws of physics madam and so that it says is not possible so it says cut the rounded top from a loaf of bread turn loaf upside down on this cut edge and working on the bottom of the loaf with a sharp pointed knife cut along each edge leaving a half inch margin oh so there's not a bottom still oh so there's no i see okay okay so that makes sense that makes but it's sense. still like a bananas amount like because so cut you're the bread. making tiny little sandwiches. Yeah, but it says like cut that the bread. Grosses me out. There's something gross about that. I don't like, think it's gross. Me, I just mothership. There's like tiny little things. I, I just don't like it. I'm infuriated at the amount of work that's going into like it's essential, so essentially like fucking cream cheese sandwiches again. Because you can't yeah, like you can't if you do some sort of bulky filling, you can't fit all this bread back in there, right? So it's like they tell you just 
spread with butter and a sandwich spread or filling. Like mayonnaise with relish in it is what sandwich spread is. Just mayonnaise and butter? Yeah. No, sandwich spread is like a cream cheese spread or a, you know, a mayonnaise spread. Like they have like corned beef filling, all of that shit. And then, I mean, they have a few suggestions for sandwich spreads that you might want to put in this. One of them is oh. a pimento and walnut sandwich spread. Oh, well, hello, Which Nancy. is a half cup chopped English walnut meats, a half cup chopped pimentos, three ounces of cream cheese, a half a cup of mayonnaise, and some salt. You mix that up all together. So it's like, it's like walnuts, cream cheese, mayonnaise, and pepper. Pimento. I don't understand that at all like that could be good that doesn't sound good i don't know i i love pimento cheese sure but do you want walnuts kicking around in there and some extra mayo yeah well mm, no (laughs) okay so listen there's domino sandwiches which are just fucking sandwiches and then you make the top look like dominoes by like cutting out tiny ass pieces of cheese and meat and shit Oh, and then Jesus there's Christ. um there's cornucopia teasers, which is where you Ooh. like you like curl the bread around so it looks like a little cone and you fill it then you fill it and then you like Aww. secure it with a toothpick and broil it so it all sticks together. And then you Oh can my do- god, I bet it's it's the national it's the national sandwich of the Hunger Games. Probably. Uh, and then there's lily sandwiches, which are the same thing as the cornucopia sandwiches, except that you do them with white bread, because obviously lilies are lily white. And then yeah, you course. take some whole wheat strips and turn them into little stamens and shove them in there. Jesus. It's just fucking so ridiculous. Much fucking it's so much fucking work. Sandwich. It's just a fucking sandwich. Okay, so then they suggest some individual frosted sandwich loaves that look like, so you're doing every single sandwich loaf for one person. Oh, my God. Like, you're making little stacks that look like circles or little stacks that are, like, square it's or something. Personal, it's You're making your own personal sandwich. Your, own, your personal own sandwich personal sandwich loaf. Sandwich and they're loaf. all frosted and shit. There's a frosted party special. There's, like, a, the whole thing pisses me off. <laughs> it's just so much work. It's a tremendous amount of work. So, okay. So, that's, like... There's, believe it or not, there are actually more suggestions for, like, types of fucking sandwiches, but that's about as much as I can fucking stand. And I'll send you the pictures of, like, I'll post the pictures of, like, all of their fucking sandwich trays that show all of these kinds of sandwiches. Like, with the suggestion, I think, that you make multiple kinds of sandwiches for each fucking party. No, ma'am. Which, no, ma'am. Because ultimately, who are you making these sandwiches for? I don't Probably know. a group of fucking boys, 14-year-old boys that do not care. I know. That, those assholes just want a Totino Well, no, you roll. know what it's for. Like, Jesus Christ. No, I Who's mean, you know, it, I think these are all for, like, br- like lun- luncheon. Is it we're entertaining the boss? No, they're for, like, luncheons and teas and bridge parties and shit. So you're, like, showing off for the other ladies, you know? But it's uh, still see. fucking okay. stupid. Okay. So first of all, on the fillings and spreads, like, they start right out the gate with just, like, a series of American cheese recipes. Like, you're going to mix American cheese and bacon and pickles and mayo. Or you're going to mix American cheese and 
I love that they have like American cheese and bacon is grated American cheese, cooked bacon, on six drops of onion juice. Who's just keeping onion Ew! juice lying around? Oh my god! Yeah, six, that, that's where it is. That's where it comes from. The fucking six with the grated onion. You know that shit comes up all the time. Like there's just onion juice in a lot of these recipes, and you're like, who just has fucking onion juice around? Um, I don't know. I mean, that is a weird. Did they used to sell it? I don't know. Look, Orange have... juice, pineapple juice, juice. That's onion juice. Can okay. Get it in the little so cans? there's American cheese and bacon, American cheese and dill, which isn't fresh dill, by the way. It's just American cheese, mayonnaise, and dill pickles. Um, Actually, I'm, I'm on board with that. It's just too much American <laughs> cheese. I'm like, once you no, have wait, American it, cheese, you don't need cheese. mayonnaise, you know? Well, it's all... So... Can we talk about what American cheese was then? It's was plastic. It's two kinds of no. It's well, the same as American cheese now. No, because there's two different. There's the American cheese, which is like sort of heartier, and then there's the Kraft singles, which are kind of melty and they're individually wrapped. No, but the Kraft singles are what American cheese is. It's just that they've taken the pain of slicing American cheese, which is impossible unless you but freeze I, it. No, but I feel like they're smaller. No. They're like thinner and meltier. No, it's the same it's thing. It's the same thing. It's right, just okay. fucking Velveeta. So you like to grate it, you essentially have to freeze it. I know this because I've now tried several times for several of these fucking recipes. So American cheese and egg, which is like you've shoved American cheese into an egg salad. Uh, Although there's no mayo in this one. Actually, it's just American cheese, chopped pimento, minced onion, minced sweet pickle, ew, and hard cooked eggs. American cheese and anchovy. Hey. American cheese. Putting a little umami. Back Ameri- in those Sammies. American cheese and salted almonds. Oh. I don't know why. Huh. That would be a weird consistency, I would think. Yeah, and then American cheese and pepper relish. And, like, what annoys me about that recipe is the chutzpah of giving me a recipe that, like, the title is cheese and pepper relish, and the recipe is one cup grated American cheese and a quarter cup pepper relish. And then there's, like... <laughs> There's no fuck. There's no instructions. It's just like mix this shit up. It's just no well, instructions. You, you must buy pepper relish. I That's I would a assume so. Um, then there's a bunch of like cream cheese recipes. The worst one of which to me is cream cheese and chipped beef. Ew. Wow. Yeah. Doubling down on the smoothness. A ton of Jesus cottage Christ. cheese recipes. Like so what? many like cottage, a cottage cheese. Like yeah. sandwiches. Like cottage cheese mixed with cottage cheese and watercress, cottage cheese and Ugh. egg, cottage cheese and ginger, which Ew. is a quarter cup. Oh my cup. god, that sounds horrible. No, this really does sound horrible. It's a quarter cup of cottage cheese, two and a half tablespoons of chopped preserved ginger. One and a half teaspoons of preserved ginger syrup, and then three tablespoons of chopped nuts. Oh, God, that sounds absolutely like a nightmare. Yeah, it sounds terrible. First of all, the consistency. I fucking am, I'm anti I know, you hate cottage cheese. I really, like, it creeps me out. I don't understand what is it supposed to be. It's, it's seriously, it's like ricotta cheese with a fucking complex. I don't know. I quite, I I quite like cottage cheese, but I'm still not eating this shit. Oh, God. Um, Cottage cheese and ginger sounds horrid. Ginger? I mean, what a strong flavor. Like, what a strong flavor mixed in with such a terrible texture and consistency. I don't understand it at all. That sounds horrific. 
So, okay, then there's a bunch of chicken salad recipes or chicken recipes in general that they don't sound awful. They're like, you know, chicken and sandwich spread, chicken and white sauce, chicken and nuts, chicken and orange marmalade, which I don't want to eat because I hate orange marmalade, but it doesn't sound terrible. That doesn't sound bad, actually. You know, but then there's novel chicken filling. Guess guess what makes it novel? (laughs) Is it cottage cheese? No, guess again. It's our favorite ingredient. Is it not chicken? Guess what? It's not. Is it jello? Yeah. Is it jello? Yeah. So, ah! so you chop a cup of cooked white meat of chicken very fine and pound it into a paste. Then you no, season you it with salt. No, you do not. Yes, you do. That's, I'm just I reading am, it verbatim. I am fucking out from Jump Street. Chicken, you, chicken paste. You take chicken breast and you pounderize Pound it. it into a paste. Yes. Okay. Okay. So then you season it with salt and a little cayenne pepper. And by the way, the recipe calls for a few grains of cayenne. (laughs) It's got a real kick to it. Oh, you don't want to make it too spicy. It's going to hurt going down and coming back up. Then you soften some unflavored gelatin in cold water for five minutes. And you add six tablespoons of cream. And then a little bit of boiling water, it doesn't tell you how much, to dissolve the gelatin. And then you just add this salted and the few grains of cayenne chicken to that. What flavor of jello was it? It was just unflavored gelatin. I do not know if I am more grossed out by the prospect of eating a gelatin mold with a chunk of chicken in it or eating a gelatin mold that's smooth but is chicken flavored. Well, so that's what this sounds like. Like it's a smooth chicken flavored jello mold and you essentially you like put this in like a sheet pan and spread that it. is witchcraft that yeah. is some fucking that is some 1960s bullshit trickery yeah. happening and, you, and i so cannot like, i cannot so and you i will not abide it, by it madam you spread it in a thick layer in like a sheet pan and you chill it until it's firm and then you slice that into squares and put it like on top of buttered slices of bread oh and then you remove the crusts Jesus of the bread Mary and cut and into fancy shapes, which is horrid. Oh, my God. You've just made essence of chicken jello. I know. It sounds really gross. So then there's a bunch of eggs, egg sandwich I can't sandwich believe fillings. that you so cavalierly just walked on after that. I mean, you may remember you that I... here. I, but I've already eaten the guess what salad, so this doesn't seem like... <laughs> Like this isn't this hardly seems like the worst of what we've tried. Your life is so sh- is shattered from Jump Street right now. <laughs> it's like you are just I'm just like, ignored. Right you are the culinary equivalent of just the ashes smoldering and the phoenix. I am rise I am habituated to many of these nightmares. But you know, All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up my my uh, big girl pants as they say All right. and move on. Okay, so then there's a bunch of egg sandwich fillings, and the worst one of the these to me is just called egg and ketchup. <laughs> and that's that's all it is. And that's what it is. Just <laughs> four hard cooked eggs mixed with three tablespoons of tomato ketchup. Just sounds oh God! Terrible. Well, it's fat free. I guess not because the the, the yolks. But mm-hmm. sounds terrible. <laughs> um, believe it or not, the the recipes that sound kind of good in this book are all the fish sandwich fillings. So they have like a bunch of oh. salmon fillings, 
And there's a cucumber shrimp crescent that sounds really good, except that it's made with a can of shrimp. But if you skip the can of shrimp and made it with real shrimp, it would, yeah, probably be pretty good. Huh. There's like a kippered herring salad. I like Oh, kippered. I don't, mm-mm. No, ma'am. Too no. fishy. No, no. Those aren't the pickled herrings. Those are, those are like smoked herrings. I, st- I don't know. Maybe, I like them. Maybe I could do it. I like them. There is a pickled herring salad, which I don't want, but like it doesn't sound appalling for what it is. You know, like it's pickled herring plus potatoes plus pickled beets plus a little right. bit of that vinegar and sugar. Good, actually. I'd yeah. be okay with that. It's just like that's what pickled herring salad is supposed to be. So it doesn't sound awful. But then they have a bunch of fruit, nut, and nut butter fillings. Oof. Which don't sound like they should be awful. Like there's peanut butter and jam. So like, right. But then there's like, there's some fucking weird shit in here. There's a peanut filling, which you would assume is peanut butter. But instead, it's three quarters of a cup of chopped salted peanuts with a quarter cup of mayonnaise. Ew! I don't understand eating that. So it's peanut butter made with mayonnaise. No, it's because it's like not it's mayonnaise. But with it's not peanuts. peanut butter. It's just chopped peanuts. So it's like chunky it's chopped peanuts with it's, it's chunky, chunky mayonnaise. It's chunky <laughs> mayonnaise. <laughs> And then there's a peanut butter and pickle sandwich, which is peanut butter. That's a pregnant lady sandwich. Which is a half cup of peanut butter, a half cup of mayonnaise. So equal parts peanut butter and mayonnaise. And then three tablespoons of chopped pickles. You're mixing all of this together. It's not like you're spreading peanut butter and like laying some pickle on it. Oh, ma'am. That doesn't sound good. No. I got to tell no. you, my um, one of my colleagues at work, a wonderful woman named Sarah Prater. Okay. She works in my department. She's my development associate, and she's amazing. We're very lucky to have her. She uh, grew up in Indiana, and she told me that, like, a family sandwich that, like, <gasps> everybody has is a peanut butter and pickle sandwich where it's just... What? Pe- yeah, it's, like, just peanut toasted bread. Peanut butter and... Toasted bread, peanut butter, and pickles. And, like, every once in a while when she's feeling homesick or she's not feeling well or something like that, she'll make one for herself. And, like, it's comforting. And I don't – I feel like this is the recipe I'm going to have to try because I'm just so fucking curious. Because she otherwise has, like, really good taste, so I don't – Well, maybe it's delicious. It's all salty. I mean, I guess it all kind of goes together. There's a little bit of sweet in it depending on the sugar content. I don't like the the half cup of mayonnaise in there. Well, I don't think that's what she has. No. Do, would right. you make it? Anyway, would you make it according to her, or no? I would make it according book? to this because this is what we do here. That's right. No shortcuts. No. Ma'am. No long no cuts long or cuts, shortcuts. No shortcuts. <laughs> okay. So then they have. This sounds really gross to me. They have something called a lemon nut sandwich filling. Huh. Which is like you're essentially making a lemon flavored custard. Lemon juice and lemon lemon zest with a half cup. So three tablespoons of lemon ze- juice, one teaspoon of lemon zest, mixed with a half cup sugar and four egg yolks slightly beaten, and okay, so a tablespoon yeah. full of butter. And you're, you're making lemon curd. Yeah, right? and you're That's exactly and you're cooking that in a double boiler until it's thick. So it's it's lemon curd, and then you're stirring in a third of a cup of slivered blanched almonds, and you're putting that on bread for no reason on toast Uh uh-huh all right i see i can see it like a sweet sandwich that's fine like that's like in the morning you instead of having jam you're gonna put that on i'm not it's not my favorite but i'm not offended by it 
I'm like certainly it. not offended by that as as offended as I am about the fucking pulverized chicken essence of chicken jello. Yeah. No, I mean so that well that's just disgusting. Um <laughs> then there's a fruit nut sandwich filling. Okay. And this is you well, you're cook... both a fruit and a nut, so this might be great it's for like, you. You know that there's that old joke of California being a cereal that it's just filled it's with fruits fr- and nuts. Fruits, nuts, oh. and flakes. Oh, they're not wrong. Um, <laughs> they're not. So... <laughs> Try the veal; it's delicious. Okay, so this one you we'll take a you take a cup of dried figs and you cook them in water for five minutes until they're soft, and then you drain them and you take a cup of the liquid in the top of a double boiler. You heat that until boiling. Add the salt. So you add like an eighth of a teaspoon of salt. Then three tablespoons of quick cooking tapioca. What? Yeah. Okay. And some okay. cinnamon. And stir con and reheat to boiling. Stir constantly. And then you cook another five minutes over boiling water and put figs through a food chopper. And then add the figs in along with a half a cup of pitted dates, a half a cup of nut meats. And a tablespoonful of lemon juice. So you've made like fucked made up tapioca. You, no, you've made fucked made up tapioca set. pudding. I don't know, but it no. There's no the tapioca, There's no. It seems like there's, no, because there's no apples. There's no red wine. So listen, for those of you gaggle, for those of you who don't know who aren't Jewish, chaloset is what we eat at Passover that is supposed to signify the mortar between the bricks of the, like, pyramids that we built when we were slaves in Egypt. And it's delicious. And it's, it's delicious. delicious. It's meant to be delicious because it's this, like, sweet thing that symbolizes something bitter so that we can think about how it's sweet that we've moved on into freedom. Anyway, it's made of, the Sephardi version of it is made from dates, nuts, red wine, cinnamon, and sugar. That's really all that's in it. And the Ashkenazi version just doesn't have the dates, which I don't understand at all because then it doesn't look like mortar and it's stupid. And it doesn't taste right. And I don't care. Come at me, Ashkenormative people. Like, no. Um, And so, but like this has, this has a bunch of other shit in it and tapioca. I don't know. I don't want to eat that on a, do you want to eat that on a sandwich? I don't even understand how that works with the tapioca. No, you're making fucked up tapioca pudding. Look at, there's a lot of, there's a lot of tongue sandwiches in here. Okay. So then we get to meat fillings, which is where the tongue comes up, but we don't have to talk about it. (laughs) What? Because I don't want to talk about tongue, and I don't want to and, bring up the idea that we might eat And we're tongue. not making anything with tongue no. in it, so you can just move on, Darlene. But then there are two ground beef sandwiches. Ground beef sandwich and ground beef sandwich deluxe. So, ground beef sandwich is a half Wait, pound of... Wait, did you say ground or brown? Ground. Okay, so a hamburger. Except, it's a half pound ground round steak. Uh-huh. Mixed with a tablespoon of minced onion and some salt and pepper. And then you okay. blend these ingredients and use it once uncooked. Wait. I'm... S- wait. Wait. What? So it's steak tartare but made with hamburger, essentially. You've made steak tartare. But then you're, you're just... Put it on bread. And you're going to put it on bread. And you're going to... Not chop the and steak. And just wait for the botulism to come. Uh, yeah. 
And then there's a fancy version, ground beef sandwich deluxe, where you rub a cut side of a piece of garlic around a mixing bowl and then discard the garlic because <laughs> you only want to just like barely scent it with garlic. Oh my God. Then you blend a half pound of ground round steak with two hard cooked eggs, a half teaspoon of anchovy paste, and a tablespoon of minced onion and salt. And then you mix that up and use it once uncooked. I don't, I don't see why you would do that. That sounds terrible. I'm not doing that. You can't give me that one. I'm just going to, ew. I can't do it. So then there's a sandwich called a nightcap, which I assume means that you eat this at like the end of the night just to like make sure that you don't have to come back into the kitchen for a midnight snack. But it seems like an awful lot of disgusting work. All right. Well, describe it. Break it down for us, will you? So you beat four eggs with two tablespoons of milk or cream, salt, pepper, some a tablespoon of minced onion, and two tablespoons of minced pimentos. And and a half of a can of Vienna sausages thinly sliced. Oh, God! And you cook that mixture in a buttered skillet, stirring slowly until it's thick. Did you think you could just sneak that in on me? Uh, no. Pour... <laughs> God. Then you pour this gloppy Vienna sausage sliced penis mixture over oh. some hot butter toast and top with a second slice of hot butter toast. And then you cut oh. diagonally and serve immediately. Do you eat it with your hands? You can't. I mean, I guess you do. I don't know. I don't tell you how to eat it. It's gross. Oh, my God. That sounds like throw up between two pieces of bread. It doesn't sound good. Um, what did I mark on this page? What does this say? Oh, okay. This, this I marked, this recipe I marked just for the sheer fucking chutzpah of this. (laughs) There's a recipe in, so then there's an entire chapter on closed sandwiches as if that's not just the same thing as telling you this time really for real, just put an extra slice of bread on these. Like, I don't know how that's different from just, like, sandwich fucking fillings. Anyway. I feel, I want to say, here's here's what I want to say. I feel like the the standard sandwich, the neutral, the neutral place for a sandwich is a closed sandwich. If there is going to be a variation on it, if you, then you right, call then it. Right, then you call an it. open-faced sandwich. Right. Very similar to, and you know, I feel... I double down on this and I am ride or die on this. When you talk about the martini. Yes. If you say, I want a martini. It's gin. No. You say, I want a martini. That implies that you want a martini with gin. Right. If you want. A variation. That you're so fucking cool and you got to get your vodka in. You know, did you, I don't know if you know this, but James Bond actually was the person was the person or the character or whatever. Right. The Vodka James Martini shaken not stirred. Were the people who popularized this other version of right. the martini. Right. Correct. So if you're gonna say, I'll have a vodka martini, there you go. That's, That's how fine. you say it. Right. Well so I agree but with if you. If I say I want a martini, you better make that shit with right. gin or I will send it the fuck back and scream. And if I say I want a sandwich, it should have two fucking slices of bread it's not unless two fucking slices. Unless I have specified otherwise. Correct. Alright. So anyway, this is the chapter on closed sandwiches as if we needed to know. Alright, so sandwich sandwich. So go this on. is 
the chutzpah that makes me crazy. There's a recipe called canned meat sandwiches. Right. Guess what the recipe calls for. I'm going to guess some canned meat. Yeah. It's a 12 ounce. Are they really like, here's how you make canned meat sandwiches. Yeah. Take a can of tuna. Take a can of, no, it's take a can of ground pork shoulder and ham. So it's essentially like a can of spam. Right? Uh-huh. uh-huh. And they, they like instruct you, slice the meat into eight slices. <laughs> spread eight slices bread with butter and the remaining slices with ketchup. Cover ketchup with a slice of meat and top with buttered bread makes eight sandwiches. Like, fuck you. Fuck you. Oh my god! Well, they had to fill out That's the five hundred recipes. Spam and ketchup, like, but the chutzpah <laughs> of telling. Come on. Okay, so then there's a recipe for you know that I fucking loved my bacon prune sandwich. I do know that. But the joy of the bacon prune sandwich was the bunch of the like the different textures, the like crunchy bacon. The creamy mayonnaise, the like kind of still chewy and sweet tart prunes all together. Right, right. That was lovely. They have a ham and prune sandwich. Oh, no, ma'am. Oh, it's terrible. (laughs) There's a half cup of cooked prunes. So you know how they expected you to cook prunes back then. Right. With a ca- so you basically you cook them into until they're water until, until they're, they're water. So liquid. it's prune mush mixed with a can of deviled meat. So it's like a can Ew. a deviled ham can. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Two tablespoons of ketchup, Ugh. a few drops of Tabasco, a little bit of salt. Oh. Two tablespoons chopped sour pickles. At least they're sour. Two tablespoons parsley, two tablespoons minced onion. And that's like you mix that all together and you spread it on buttered bread with a little bit of lettuce. I'm not okay with this. It's like they've just taken my (laughs) delicious, delicious. I need to make a bacon prune sandwich again. Like I'm going to find a reason to have a party just to make fucking bacon prune sandwiches for everybody. I mean, it is a sandwich, Nama. You could opt to make that again, but I. No, it's not in the 500 testy sandwich. Right, exactly. All right, so I I just destroyed something that was so perfect. Um, then there's something called Jack. I want to. Do you need to have a safe space where we talk Maybe. about this and I hold you? Maybe. I'm really sorry. I know. And the thing about it is that like sometimes spam or devil tam or whatever you want to call it, like delicious I, when it's grilled and on rice. I fucking but love spam. Have- I'm gonna put it out there. I love spam. I think spam is delicious. I don't like a Vienna sausage. Those things creep me out. But Spam, especially like Spam Masubi, is fucking delicious. I don't think anybody over the age of maybe four years old is not grossed out by Vienna sausages. Oh, they're so horrible. They're disgusting. But Spam is good. But like, devil, I don't know. Yeah, Spam is great. Spam is great, but it needs to stay. But here's the thing. Spam has a certain texture, exactly as you were saying. Right. And so, you know, if... There's some chew to it. There's some give, yeah. right? But, like, a deviled meat is not. Deviled meat is, like, pureed Spam plus, like, extra fat. It's, like, Spam yeah, pate. No. Essentially. Mm-hmm. And, like, mushy deviled meat with mushy cooked prunes and ketchup? I'm no. out. That's disgusting. No, no ma'am. No, ma'am, no. Disgusting. I'm um, sorry. There's something called Jack Horner sandwiches, which I... I it's a it's a can of condensed cream of mushroom soup that's not being uncondensed. 
mixed with a half cup of ground cooked ham. You know how I feel about the idea of ground ham. It's gross. I do. I do. And a cup of ground cooked chicken. You just mix all of that up. And spread on buttered bread. Why is that called a Jack Corner? Jack Horner? I don't know. Like was little it Jack Horner sat Santa in a corner, corner eating a. Didn't he steal? He plum didn't pudding eat his curds and whey. That was Miss Muffet. Right. Eating a something pie. He eating a something eating pie. Eating a something pie. He put in his thumb and pulled out a plum and said, "What a good boy am I?" Yeah. Which I think is some shady fucking shit for something. I know. Why is that's he sticking like his some thumb in there? like sexual underground? I don't know what. Yeah. He stuck in his thumb and pulled out a plum and said, what a good boy am I? Go fuck yourself, Jack Horner. I don't even want your pie. Who wants a pie when a child has put his fucking thumb in it? I don't know. That's some nasty ass shit. Do you want to hear about the shrimp and American cheese sandwiches? (laughs) How many are there? I mean, I'll just tell you about one. Okay. Okay. There's a few. I mean, there's a shrimp rare bit, which is essentially our Ricky Tiki Tavi thing, but Mm -hmm. with shrimp. Mm-hmm. Um, a rum tum tigger. Yes. Yeah. What was that called? Rinktum Diddy. Rinktum Diddy. <laughs> That's the one. Oh, Rectum God. Diddy. But the yep. one that I wanted to talk about is called a shrimp special sandwich, which is three quarters of a cup of whole cooked shrimp, a cup of medium cream sauce, and three slices of American cheese. Just doesn't sound good. Three slices. Right, because this makes three sandwiches. Oh, I see. Okay. Anyway, there's that. There's something called a hot sardine sandwich. You make like a like a cream sauce from butter, flour, and milk, and salt and paprika, mm. Mm. and then you so add it's a creamed sardine, which that doesn't. And then you oh, add oh, that's my fish and dairy that I'm. And not then into. wait, it's not. It's worse. Then you add two tablespoons of ketchup and a what? half cup of grated sharp American cheese. The fuck you say, yeah. Mama. So then, the fuck you, you say. Put, what is even happening in this dish? So then you put sardines on toast. The, this dish is the spawn of Satan. So then you this put. This is Rosemary's <laughs> sandwich. So this is essentially this is like sardine Ricky Diggy Davi. What was it called? Ring Tim Diddy. Why can't Ring-tim-diddy. I remember that? That fucking gro- the sardine version of Ring Tim Diddy. Yes. Is like even more disgusting than the, well, the Ring Tim Diddy was fine. I don't know. I feel like this is what they serve at the picnic in Get Out. <laughs> this, this is some white people horseshit that I cannot stand by. I'm sorry. I'm so disgusted oh, right now. Oh, my God. Okay, so then I will leave you with... The last recipe I will leave you with is called Salami Tidbits. Listener, and in case you haven't picked up on this, anytime they mention the term tidbit, it's usually a negative. Well, I mean, I think the sardine Ricky Tiki Tavi sounds worse, but this is (laughs) (laughs) this is three ounces of cream cheese mixed with a quarter cup of still condensed celery soup and then a cup of ground salami. I just don't like the idea of salami being ground. I don't either. I don't either. With And then you mix that up all together and serve it on toast or crackers. And it just sounds terrible. It's a barf dip. Yeah, that sounds nasty. Yeah. All right, then. I know what I want to make. What do you what you have to assign me because I can't pick one. What do you say? I mean, you're sitting in front of it, so you got to tell me. Okay. Well, look, I'm just going to review. I'm going to review the terrible options. There's all of the American cheese ones. 
Okay. There's novel chicken filling. I can't take another Jello thing. I can't do that no, one. No, I think we're done with that. I think there's we- there's um peanut and mayonnaise. There's peanut butter and pickle, which I feel like somebody needs to do. Okay, that's um, you. You're doing the peanut butter and pickle. I'm, okay, so I'll do peanut butter and pickle. There's ham and peanut butter. They're the raw ground beef ones. No one should do that. We'll get so that's, sick. No, that's that's, that's not, not okay. Safe. There's the nightcap <laughs> thing, which is like the like Vienna. We can't do that either. That's disgusting. No. Can do they even have Vienna sausages anymore? Yeah, they do. Oh, there's the ham and prune sandwich. That makes me so angry. Shaking right, my. Is zone. that what I have to do? Is it ham and prune? I feel terrible, though, giving that to you when ham- when the bacon and prune sandwich is so good. Yeah, I'm never going to want to eat the bacon and prune sandwich. Why? It was so good. Well, no, not after eating the ham and prune sandwich. I know. There's the hot well, sardine else? sandwich, and there's salami tidbits. I don't know. You want to make the sandwich loaves? Like, I feel like that's more about the process than about the actual taste is the thing. Grossness. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Just give me one, Nama. No, I need to get a real one. Okay. We're not doing that. Then you're doing so, you're doing sardine Ricky Tiggy Tavi. Okay. Right. <laughs> Are you sure? No, that's yeah. terrible. It's time. It's time. It's gotta happen. No, ham and prune. I want somebody to I want to know how this turns out. You <laughs> Are you sure? Or give me ham and prune, because I'll have something to compare it to, and you can do peanut butter and pickle. No, that's not fair. I'm not doing that again. I'll take the ham and prune. All right. Ham and prune. I need to know. Do you know where to ham get deviled is. meat? Is that just spam? No, it's the, it, there's a little picture of a devil on it. I'll send you a picture. It's over, it's by the spam. Okay, but, but it's, it's like It's spam. like a tiny little can. It's near the Vienna sausages. Can I devil my own ham? I don't, no? I don't recommend it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like ham pate. It's not, on its own, it's not so bad. I just don't know about it mixed with fucking ketchup and prunes. prunes well listener this may be the last time you hear from me <laughs> listen friends 500 I'd sandwich like recipes at my funeral please have a parade 500 sandwich and recipes also... turns out to be too many sandwich recipes because they really stretched on some of these tune in next week when we find out if sandwiches really are our favorite food maybe not <gasps> Or if they're on the declassified list. (laughs) (laughs) Love you, mean it. So much. Bye, guys.